about all of this um this web three discussions that's going on the nfts the digital art yeah i i mean i guess web three a lot of people kind of just uh correlate that with the the metaverse which was the term kind of coined i guess mostly by facebook which is more of a virtual reality thing but i guess web three is more about uh the just the next iteration of the internet that we have now we kind of went from very basic where we're just like sending emails you know maybe a photo and then, you know, as things kind of upgraded, now we're, you know, live chatting with video, you know, live streaming, television, all those things have gone full streaming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Web3 really is just kind of the next iteration of the Internet. So it's just meant to be a little bit more inclusive, maybe a little less centralized. So it's not, you know, so many things aren't just owned by the major corporations. And I guess there's there's just more interaction. So like artificial intelligence, also virtual reality is, is just like a little bit more of a lifelike, I guess, experience online. So there's a lot of cool things going on with that. I know you've had a little bit of experience with the, the NFT during the NFT craze. A little bit. Um, not so good. But uh, yeah, I was off to a rough start. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I got me some uh, some some cryptocurrency. I just remember purchasing it and uh, getting really excited about owning like some digital art. And mm-hmm. I still am excited about it. I know that um, I like like I have faith in it, like working out for for myself and for others. And it just being like another another tool, another um, form of exchange for sure. Yeah. So my initial experience, I didn't really pay close attention to how it was you were supposed to uh, purchase the actual art. Okay. I missed a few instructions. <laughs> and uh, you, you skipped to the end? Yeah, <laughs> Those yeah. Instructions? I must, no, I must have <laughs> skipped to the end. Um, and when, when I made my first purchase, it actually ended up being a scam. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And I, I lost... Uh, what, did, what did you... I, buy or not buy, I should say. Like, well, I bought what I thought was like a like a cool just piece of digital art, but someone had like mocked the website, and I didn't know from the Discord that they kind of share like those red flags. They share like the scammers. Okay. And didn't double check. Everything looked like the real website, and when I sent, I just basically ended up sending um, Ethereum to just some, a random account. Random, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never got the art. Damn. Message the company too. I never got a response from any of them. So that whole thing kind of like turned me off of it. But I'm the kind of person that, you know, when I mess up like something in that fashion, I want to learn how to do it again and get it right. Yeah. So, yeah. So I did, I did go back and I figured it out and I purchased my own. I have my own little. What do you got? Giraffe character. He's a tiny little. He's got a little graduation cap and he's sticking his tongue out and it's really goofy. Cool. And. Maybe a waste, but uh, we'll see. You know, it's my own little piece of digital hey, I mean, art. It's a, <laughs> it's a tool for artists to kind of own and sell their work. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, those can, scammers, though, man, they, they take advantage of any anything new they can get people with, right? Yeah, yeah. And I can definitely see it um, growing in, in the music industry as well. I'm already seeing artists promote their stuff in that fashion. And yeah, it's really exciting stuff. Well, our guest today is utilizing all of those new Web3 tools in her creation process. It's kind of lonely starting out as a solo artist, but through this songwriting camp, I've met so many other artists who are also like doing Web2, Web3 stuff. They're further ahead in innovating with how to use that space, which is really cool to see. 
All right, we're in the studio today with singer songwriter, multi instrumentalist, and filmmaker Losa. Thanks for being here with us. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's jump right in and go down the list. What got you into filmmaking, first of all? Yeah. Back in high school, all the way back in high school, I was in um I was both in marching band and like a backstage theater crew class that we had. Okay. And kind of I don't know. I think I from that background, just doing that in high school, I just like was deciding on a major. I was also really obsessed with going to college. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna go to college and I'm gonna pick what I'm gonna do. And filmmaking sounded super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's eventually yeah, it's what I, I went to school for it and studied it. And um, I just started watching a lot of movies. And I feel like another thing was it was just um, a way to connect with people without having to say much. <laughs> Sure, like the visual storytelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The storytelling really hooked me. And like my, I don't know, it's like you, I, I guess like in filmmaking school, right, you pick like your top five and that's kind of like a conversation point with people. And you're like, oh, these are my favorite movies. What are your favorite movies? Okay. <laughs> that thing. It's, so. a, it's a good way to meet people and network. Yeah. What were some of your favorites? Before Sunrise by Richard Linklater. Uh yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I don't know that one actually. I don't think I know it either. But okay. I, I'm also not like a film like buff. Like I don't <laughs> tell us about That's it. That's on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, it's like two people. It's set in 1994, and it's basically this girl and this guy just like randomly meet on a train, and he asks her like, "Hey, like, do you want to go on a date with me?" And like, just leave the train, and she says yes, and then the film just like follows them talking for like two hours <laughs> okay which doesn't sound interesting but like it made me really interested in like slice of life style movies of just mm. like oh this is just like a portrait of what is so so yeah. you, you like those like real life kind of human human stories yeah mm-hmm. yeah like the real life and then i also like this like just like grand movies like i love jurassic park the first one okay. <laughs> yeah yeah the first good. one um and then i think another i don't think it was an A24 movie, but it's called American Honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah, yep, I know that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that movie, like, I don't know. That's just, it's like so raw and like hit. Okay, cool. Were either of your parents involved in that world of entertainment or, or storytelling or film? Actually, my parents were very religious. <laughs> okay. So a lot of like church. <laughs> um, but no, my dad was like more into like ministry and then my mom was more into I guess she just did other stuff, but she was a she was a musician, so there was mm-hmm. or she has a music background, so that kind of has influenced me towards the music side too. But um movies became a way of like I don't know, I just I feel like yeah, I did I feel like I wasn't a very good communicator when I was younger. So like movies were like, Oh, this is how I can like speak to people. Yeah. Okay. I mean I was very shy too when I was younger and, and films in my, my area of study and, you know, what I do as well. Um, when you were applying to film school, mm-hmm. was there a, a particular avenue you knew you wanted to go or were you kind of just like, I'm here, like I want to learn all of it, you know, what what and see what direction kind of pulls you? Yeah. Um, no, I was like, oh, I want to be a film director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I want to make the movies um, and... Oh man, that like catapults into like the music side or like the whole story, but I can say that later or something. <laughs> no, go for it. Go for it. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to be a film director. It was like a dream of mine, and I was 
I don't know, I'm really big on like dreams and following your dreams and stuff. So a few years ago during early lockdown time, I actually got into this like pretty very new but sort sort of prestigious film mentorship program where I was I got in, I applied, I got in. I was paired with a uh, DGA film director, commercial director, and we started doing this mentorship, which was we would meet once a month, like we would meet once a month for an hour on Zoom, just kind of talk about and sort of, you know, the program was to do that for a whole year and sort of develop you into that. And I think a few months in, um, he was really pushing me to, okay, what do you, what story do you really want to tell? Like, what's your, your thing? And mm -hmm. of course I sent him like a short film I wrote. I talked about things I was interested in, but he's like, okay, let me, yeah. So he just, he just kept pushing the, like, what do you really, really want to do? And finally we were doing another mentorship session and i just said i was like i really want to pursue music i want to be an artist and he's like good luck <laughs> <laughs> okay so um but i also think the the film director in me was more like i just wanted to i don't know i just wanted to switching to music like i wanted to tell my story more so than like you know he's i was really thinking like is there a story i want to tell and I had felt like I'd never told my own story. Mm -hmm. So it was like, oh, it's just more of an internal focus now. And I never knew how to articulate that with all the other stuff I was doing. Yeah. Okay. And you felt like music was that avenue? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And then especially with music, I was in church choir as a kid for 10 years. So I started when I was like six years old okay. Okay. singing. You developed an yeah. ear like pretty early on. Yeah. Yeah, so I did that till I was like 16, and then I thought it wasn't cool anymore. I was like, oh, this isn't cool. I don't want to do the choir thing. Um, then I moved schools in middle school, and uh, I joined the marching band because I was in marching band, or I was in band previously, and I was like very shy and like, oh, I have to make friends again. Um, but marching band gave me such a foundation for everything i became like a super geek like a super marching band geek and yeah, yeah. i was there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you were there? i was on the field yeah, hey, I yeah. See. like I, I feel like um like doing marching band like created like a uh, um a certain level of like discipline in me for sure like the memorization the um the technique like it forced you to be even better at your instrument when you had to like move with it like mm -hmm. as well and like be a part a small part of this like bigger picture like it created like teamwork, it created endurance, like of like any direction. Yeah, it really gave me drive. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh yeah, I was so into it that I was I became the drum major and then I became the president. Wow. Dude, I was a drum major too. <laughs> oh wow, this was meant to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like getting up there and uh we talked about this like uh like like with another guest, but like yeah. the conducting like piece is like it's difficult, but um, like how long did you, were you a drum major? Um, I was like assistant when I was a sophomore and then I was the head drum major for two years. Whoa, <laughs> man. I didn't get it till my senior year, man. Uh, <laughs> That's well, awesome. Well, we also had it like I was specifically more into the the spinning more than the conducting. Like, oh, I got you. Baton, sure. So it was like a little bit. Yeah. Did, did you have a, we had, I remember this move like on the field, this like high kick that we had to do. Can Can I see? Oh man, I'm gonna do it with my arms. Yeah, so you like did like this, like really uh -huh. high, like uh, 
like like leaning your head back kind of like um but there was all these like weird like kind of like moves that the drum majors like did and is this um, while like while you're conducting no this no? was like marching onto the field like me and uh, another okay, kid okay. ran out into the field and we did like a hike a hike <laughs> like running march yeah kind of yeah, thing. yeah okay yeah. okay so oh, there's man. all sorts of like theatrical like things that drum majors did and, like did you experience like some of uh, that as well not the running out the field that reminds me of like drumline <laughs> oh yeah yeah but uh definitely stuff like that like parades and meeting like during football games you like meet the other school and like coming up with salutes and yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah. um i want to go back a little bit you talked about enjoying like the lifestyle types of films i'm kind of curious about how going to film school has um has changed the way you look at films because i know i only took like a single course like when i was in high school and it was just called film study and we watched just like small clips of a movie. I remember uh, it was Dark Knight, and we yeah. talked about like the transitions between um, between like two scenes. You had like this scene with Batman and Joker, and the music was like super intense. Yeah. And then it went over to um, Gordon like talking to his kid, and like the tone changed, and like the um, the lighting, and like everything. So. Now I can't watch a movie the same <laughs> without analyzing. It was things. just the one yeah. class, and it wasn't even like a semester long. It was actually a section of my English class. So, like, I'm I'm curious, like, like both of you guys who are into to film and studied it, like, has that changed how you look at um, movies? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, sometimes when I'm watching a movie, I can just like phase out and like imagine the screenplay on the side like scrolling <laughs> yeah. yeah when the audio when the dialogue is like sounds a little written I'm like oh someone wrote this <laughs> yeah i mean i definitely do but i feel like i can still turn it off yeah for certain things anyway okay. you know if it's something i'm really looking forward to or you know i i really enjoy i i can still relax and kind of and turn it off but definitely analyzing you know lines and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and yeah camera angles composition mm -hmm. and things yeah mm -hmm. yeah definitely i imagine you do the same with music a little bit no yeah all the time it's yeah. music i'm like uh oh this could be a little bit higher this, uh, <laughs> you could bring this out in the mix a little bit more their their voice isn't sitting on top right or yeah i try to just like relax and enjoy like you're saying mm -hmm. um but yeah sometimes i find like filtering that out is a little difficult but yeah Mm -hmm. um, okay so you're you're on this journey in film school mm -hmm. i know you you also did a few internships i believe afterwards i did yeah, yeah i know i was like i just i did so much i feel like i've lived like three lives <laughs> yeah i feel like i'm just starting let's hear about all three. Oh my god um yeah i also while i was in school got into this like this internship program which gave you a summer internship with a corporate sponsor every summer so i mine was cbs okay and i got to intern at the arsenio hall show for one summer <laughs> yeah and marcus and i were talking about this the other day oh really because <laughs> we didn't we didn't know they bring it, brought it back yeah no i didn't either i yeah. was like i was like whoa what like the one in the 90s like yeah, okay, they, yeah. Brought it, <laughs> they brought it back i think it was like 2013-14 for like one season okay and then i was like there the summer before the season started um that um entertainment tonight and cbs films like the film studio yeah and that like i was i was like there interviewing everybody just asking them like oh do you like your job like what do you do <laughs> do you have stuff for me to do <laughs> <laughs> kind of all over the place is there anything you took away from that experience being on 
you know, that kind of a soundstage on mm. a, you know, at a major network that really stuck with you? Yeah, I think just made me more excited to get into entertainment mm. after graduating because I was like, oh, I know what's there. And also I did go to school in the East Coast where I am originally from L.A. So then I went out there being like, oh, I'm eventually just going to go back. Like it's uh, yeah, it just made me more excited just to be around like people who took it seriously. And like this is like, wow, this is what they do for work. <laughs> kind of like see all the behind the scenes and everything so you had this film uh mentorship mm -hmm. and you're you're talking to your mentor and you tell him that you you think you want to you know express yourself through music that you want to tell your story but you think it's through music mm -hmm. how did you start to make that transition was was it like a hard cut or did you did you think that you were going to kind of blend the two things together it was kind of like Oh, can I? I can like cuss. Does <laughs> it matter? Yeah, go or, for or, it. I don't know. Of course I was just, you can. Sure. <laughs> okay. We're all adults here. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was just My like, ears are covered. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, oh shit. Like, I just, it's like, I worked so hard for so many years and like I'm finally at this point and then all of a sudden I've been like, oh, I want to do music. And it's like, I really have to commit to this. <laughs> like, I really, I really have to want it. Um, so at that time it was 2020. So I had, a lot more time on my hands to just kind of explore more so do you, do you feel like that time um you know that where everything kind of shut down and you had you know that mm -hmm. time of I guess self-reflection do you feel like that that's kind of when you really figured it out yes I feel like yeah I had a lot of time for self-reflecting I was journaling at some point I was waking up at 7 a.m every day and like going on a long walk and just thinking about everything mm. and I just felt that my background and what I have to say and everything I want to express feels like I hadn't seen it anywhere and that like this is something I feel like I want to leave behind a legacy yeah yeah all right let's talk about your writing process a little bit um you like to incorporate elements of your heritage in your art yes yeah so one is that I've taken several trips back to the Philippines and I would record stuff on my phone from just places we visited this kind of background noise and that's something I want to incorporate in a few songs that I'm working on right now okay was it in nature or was it in public just kind of a mix of it was in nature oh yeah so incorporating just like an ambient nature sound in the background um one of them I did record um I guess it was like some native instruments being played so that was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, another way I want to do that with, uh, I don't know, just future music I'm working on is I follow so many like Filipino Instagram accounts and there's a lot of really cool musicians that are utilizing native instruments from the Philippines into their music. So that's something that's on my like to-do list of like mix it in there. Okay. Actually. Were you Were you exposed to some of those instruments and that music? from a young age at home growing up with your parents? Uh, I wasn't actually. No? Yeah. So it's kind of been this whole, and also um, my parents were very like, yeah, they, I learned about my heritage as I was growing up, but they were also just like very like proud to be American, mm -hmm. <laughs> if that makes any sense. So I feel like a lot of this has been a personal return and desire to want to find that. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of, yeah, part of my whole artist journey has been wanting to explore that and eventually put that in and especially um from my 
my dad's side, like my Indian side, which I've been to India before, but I haven't been to Nagaland. I've actually never met any of my actual relatives from that side. Mm. So tell us about uh, your new EP that you're working on. Yeah, so I currently have one single from it already out, uh, but the rest of it is in total a collection of six different songs that each one of them is to be slightly different, but kind of just represents uh, sort of reoccurring emotions and feelings I've had, but also through different life experiences I've had kind of mixed into these songs. So it's very like yeah personal <laughs> yeah i mean when you like add like a personal touch to your art your listeners can like connect more for sure like i think um myself i try to like write songs based on like things that have like already happened but mm-hmm. i also try to think about like how this could be like relatable situation mm-hmm. to like other people so is that something that you're like thinking about when you try to like build an audience yeah okay. for sure and yeah with um my first song obscurity uh yeah that one's very much like i don't know it's i guess i wrote it in mind with the idea of like oh this is a song like imagine you're like it's like 6 a.m you're driving home from a party and you're crossfaded and like the sun's coming up and Mm -hmm. you want to hear like oh and it's like it's meant to like keep you awake because there's like a lot of bass (laughs) so it was yeah coming from that but then it's of course from like it's that's sort of like half fictional it's come it comes from like a very specific memory i have in mind of something similar <laughs> what what was that experience oh my god i know this is the, <laughs> if, like, you don't, if you don't you mind know, sharing no yeah. i do i do this is the one where i'm like oh man do i say um it was basically basically i had i had a dream that i met someone and then you know it's la and by chance i got invited to like a house party by this person and i kind of just like I dreamt about this. This is crazy. It's happening. So like I went to this party and I don't know, instead of owning the dream and everything, I kind of just was so anxious and like made myself feel very small in the moment. And then, you know, it happened. It was still a fun night, whatever. Um, but so much afterthought of should I have said something like what what was I don't know. I just yeah. A, a lot of like what ifs. <laughs> what ifs? Yeah. Like what if I was. What, what if I wasn't so anxious and was being like my true self and just having a good time, which I mean, I was. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's yeah, that kind of translated into this song, which uh, became like what happens when you're thinking about all those like could have happened, you know. <laughs> so you've got um, experiences that, that have happened in your life. Right. And you've uh, you've got your your heritage you've got um you say that you go on like a lot of nature walks Mm -hmm. Uh, are there any other things that you try to like pull inspiration uh from or anything else like in your life that inspire you to create i think environment so like yeah i am Mm. i was i was born in downtown la which is i don't know i I just i personally i'm like oh it's cool that i can claim that yeah yeah (laughs) so uh yeah i don't know just kind of wanting to represent that in a way um and then another influence i guess just listening to other artists too i have i listen to such a variety of music but then i've started listening more to like specifically like female vocalists and independent artists that are doing similar things in their own ways and i just I'm like dang if they can do it i can do it and then hopefully people listen to me they'll be like if she can do it i can do it yeah <laughs> just yeah so okay any artists in mind like by name 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I thought about yeah, this. Yeah, get some shout outs. I know. I'm like, uh, I think Tinashe is really cool. And uh, yeah, I would say like Tinashe and Janae Aiko, because one, they're both from LA as well. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, I love uh, the experimentalness that she has. I think just kind of like the freedom to do whatever you want and not let anything stop you. And yeah, Janae Aiko, because I, I think it's also she has like a mixed background as well so it's kind of inspiring to see like what she's made out of that through her own experiences and then uh yeah so many more <laughs> oh i guess one i an album i listened to recently uh was by an artist called lolo zuai okay and what what kind of stuff is that it's very uh, a lot of electronic inspired but just I'm like I don't even know what genre she is, uh, but no, she has a unique background too. She also sings in French and English, which I thought was cool. And her storytelling in her songs is very unique to her. So I kind of I don't know. I like that of like, oh, I want to make the storytelling in my songs like unique as well. Nice. Are you are you doing all of your songs in English? Or are you also incorporating some some words or phrases? Uh, they're from, your, from your background, <laughs> yeah, currently all in English. Yep. Um, that would be really cool to explore in the future. <laughs> yeah, of other um Tagalog or yeah Naga, which I don't know much of currently. Well, you said your you said your mom has kind of a music uh, yeah. background. What is what does she think of you making this transition? Uh, yeah. So, have you guys kind of connected? Because <laughs> she's she's from the Philippines. You said, yes, yeah? yeah. My mom's from the Philippines. I think she's happy that I'm singing again, or that. You know, because she's definitely the one who put me in choir when I was a kid. You did it for so long, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my mom, she used to be in, or I guess she's still in it. She's currently in her like alumni virtual acapella choir. <laughs> All right. So it was really, it's really cool. I don't know. My my mom and I were like, we kind of butt heads, but then we, we of course, we love each other very much. But then I just see how similar we are because she's currently she's found her like second wind and is really into playing the ukulele and Mm. so actually she's like given me a couple or she yeah she gave me a ukulele and so i have been using that to like make music (laughs) okay like oh my mom would be happy (laughs) are you planning on using that film background with your music to kind of create uh you know music videos or anything like that with your content absolutely Yeah. (laughs) yeah definitely but I think I had a definitely had a moment where I was like, oh, I don't want to be seen as a filmmaker. I'm just a musician. But as I'm like really owning just like being an artist, I'm like, oh, everything you do kind of incorporates into whatever you create. So, yeah, in the future, I'd love to co-direct or direct my own videos. But I also like the collaboration of letting other people find uh, inspiration or like a vision through your music that's been really cool too mm-hmm. well i mean you, you that film process is so collaborative mm-hmm. you know even branching off as a kind of a solo artist in music i'm sure it's nice to kind of have that a bit of that going on as well still yeah yeah for sure i feel like especially since uh just starting out as a solo artist it's been kind of lonely at times too so just trying to find a way to make it like yeah, because you're like, oh, music, I want to speak to people and connect with people. But then, oh, it's like you're on your own <laughs> when you're independent. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, yeah. Finding balance. Balance. Yeah. 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 
Well, I want to go um, trail back a little bit to to the filmmaking. Uh, mm-hmm. We listed like some influences you have in like music. Do you have any um, filmmakers that you can think of? Yeah, directors that you really were drawn to? Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, one was Richard Linklater, who like I just loved his uh, very slice of life, almost like the characters don't even you don't even know you're watching people it feels so natural i think oh yeah another movie was boyhood which was like mm-hmm. you know filmed over 12 years um and then um greta gerwig <laughs> yeah. yeah i actually i liked one of her an earlier movie oh i guess she acted in it it's called a uh, um francis ha i think noah bomback no y'all yeah noah bomback he directed that so okay. i like him too um Spielberg, <laughs> yeah. for yeah. sure. I'm like, we should. Well, you said Jurassic Park was up there. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just like, we should. We also like. Side note: We share the same birthday, so I'm like, ah, oh, like destiny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like ah, uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, um, Sean Baker is a director. He's done more like recent. Oh, and um, Damien Chazelle. Okay. I think if any musician has seen Whiplash. Oh, oh I love Whiplash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that was a. Uh, inspiring <laughs> or yeah. not also like terrifying <laughs> right yeah I, I went to um i went to jazz school and there was like some intensity never that intense <laughs> yeah um but yeah i think that like watching that movie it like, like like there were like moments that were like a little bit like relatable like having like a mentor that was like, like super like tough on you but ultimately like you know on your side and wanting to see you grow but yeah i know i love that movie that was great mm-hmm um, let's get into your um your internet novel. Let's talk about that. Like what inspired oh, that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I wrote a whole uh long piece about what I did after I graduated from school, which was two friends and I, we co founded a company together, uh making videos while traveling mm-hmm. and we did it on a renovated school bus. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, so we we crowdfunded it. We like had the support of teacher like professors and stuff and got friends to help us build this bus and then we yeah, we traveled across the country and then did those videos. But uh, yeah, we were supposed to start the fall after graduating, so we we're like uh, like early 20s and then uh right before we were about to start, I was going to yeah, I was going to make my way to the bus. I actually got into an accident that, like, put me out for six weeks. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I was like, I write about it in the story, which is why I'm like, oh, I've lived, like, so many lives. Um, yeah, I was crossing the street, and I got hit by a motorcycle. <laughs> I know. I'm Sorry laughing. <laughs> I know. It's a sad thing. I just, it's like I'm laughing because I'm like, oh, the old trauma. <laughs> yeah, old trauma. You're, because you're okay now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm good. I'm good now. It was a long journey. Um but also also why the whole music thing is so important to me because like when that happened i think this was like 2016 like i broke my jaw and like knocked out my teeth and stuff and so i just felt so i felt like i couldn't express myself you know i was so self-conscious and it was like blah but yeah i don't know so i just feel like part of my story is just like overcoming so many of those things and like yeah (laughs) how long were you on the bus for uh yeah we we did it for a year so okay um i think my colleagues they went on without me and i joined them after a few weeks of just being at home and like being so miserable i was like no i'm supposed to be on the bus yeah so we were out we were there for nine months i joined them in texas and then 
I think we were like Texas, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and then it's like South Carolina, making our way back to New York where we originally started because that's where we bought the bus from. Okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that that internet novel just really talks about I was journaling the whole time and we were documenting everything. And I think, again, yeah, so much was prompted by the early lockdowns. I'd been working on this project, but once that happened, I was like, you know what? I need to just finish this project. I want to, I want this to be out. Was this during the lockdown that you guys traveled on the bus? Uh, no, it was, it was earlier. So, okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't. During no. The, yeah. Okay. It was when I finished writing it. It was, it was a uh, 2016, 2017 one of one of the projects I'm I'm working on back in Michigan um, is all about van life. Oh, nice! I work, yeah, I, I work. I'll give a shout out to Drifter Vans uh, company. Vans, they convert yeah. these custom camper vans, and you know we're telling these stories of these people that are like selling their homes, you know, mm-hmm. changing their lifestyle, you know, taking life on the road with remote yeah. work and things. So I mean, I know that like nomadic, you know, lifestyle yeah. like calls to a lot of people. Absolutely, yeah, it was so much fun, and that's also partially. Another reason, like, you know, just a very, very side note thing of a, like, I feel like the musician touring life sounds so fun to me <laughs> yeah. because I did the whole the bus thing. I was like, I know what it's like to travel across the country. And, like, yeah. The people you meet, the connections. And... Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so fun. So, Losa, you actually brought like a little piece of audio that you wanted to share with us, right? From your track Obscurity. I did. Yeah. Let's um, listen to that. I can I can picture what you're saying like the sunset you're cruising down it's like yeah <laughs> feels very like atmospheric I don't know if that's a, is that a thing is yeah that a term? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah yeah that's cool so Losa you also have this this other song that's on a different platform that's involved with uh, Web three can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so I have a song an EDM future based song I collaborated with this producer named Mindroid and the song is in addition to streaming platforms it's also on this Web three platform called Zora. Okay. And Web3, I kind of, I got into the Web3 music scene a little bit a year ago when I joined this songwriting camp called Song Camp. Okay. And they were putting out this big project of um, collective creation, we called it, like having multiple artists like working together on songs and then rotating. And I was on the the radio team so we were kind of commentating what was happening during the process hmm. um, but it was all virtual so it was all mm-hmm. through the internet yep. um, which is very much the ethos of the web3 world yeah 
And yeah, it's fascinating because when, yeah, just specifically Web3 music, their ethos is really about getting artists paid directly through their music as mm-hmm. opposed to going through streaming and labels where and, they're taking percentages and things. yeah yeah there it's kind of you get to decide the contract of the song so let's say for example i worked with um someone did visuals and then we had the producer so we came up with the con- like a contract of the split or we, the split goes directly to the people who worked on it and no one else like it just goes to us if someone uh collects it so yeah it, mm-hmm. yeah it treats music as like a digital collectible it's it's like a, it's a style <laughs> of like cool. ecosystem yeah. yeah yeah it's a it's a bit of a different ecosystem mm-hmm. and i'm really fortunate to have gotten to the early parts of it and now i think i you know the music industry is like always changing i suppose and it's kind of a, a conversation now of what does it mean to release in Web 2, quote unquote, which is streaming platforms, and then Web 3, which is putting your song or your music as a digital collectible, whether it's like limited edition or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That um, cool. where, yeah. Where do you see that going in, say, the next uh, 10 years? Ooh, I definitely see it becoming more and more relevant, mm-hmm. way more so, because I think... Um, you know, I would consider myself still relatively new to the music industry. So, but from what I've seen so far, there is a big gap of how do you get an independent artist who's not backed by anything to, you know, rise up the ranks without a. It's just really hard. Sure. <laughs> really yeah, hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, one more shout out for the Web3 thing. I also have um, four different versions of a lyric video for that second song on a web3 video site called glass okay it's like glass.xyz um but yeah and my concept for that was like i listed these four different videos as like a called a one of one so it's like one person can collect it and own it (laughs) yeah um and then there's a version of that video on youtube so yeah this is the example of like web2 web3 the web2 versions on youtube which is it's there anyone can see it and check it out and then these other four versions are only on glass and you can watch it there but if you want to collect it you have to there's only one each (laughs) if that makes sense (laughs) okay yeah so there's like a you know one if you buy it you kind of you own that yeah piece of it yeah i i connect it like the way of thinking was like i think of it like pokemon cards (laughs) yeah yeah, absolutely (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Marcus, I know we've talked about this a little bit too with NFTs and and, and digital art. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so For it's sure. kind of the same concept, you know, but with, with your music. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. No, that does sound cool. And it sounds like something I need to get into as well. <laughs> as yo, yeah. We, let's talk. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I can point you to some directions. But it's yeah, it's very it's very much a new and small community at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's been really exciting, like meeting all these I've and also yeah, as I was mentioning earlier, like it's kind of lonely starting out as a solo artist, but through this the songwriting camp, I've met so many other artists who are also like doing web two, web three stuff. And now I feel like I have more of a community, I guess, of just other artists doing stuff. So it's kind of inspiring too to see. And they're way more um not way more. They're they're just like they're further ahead in innovating with how to use that space, which mm-hmm. is really cool to see. 
So well, and it's in such a you know innovative place right now mm-hmm. where it's like constantly changing and growing. So that's also exciting. Just in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So excited to be part of it. And I also with that's another thing. Once when I release my music, I definitely want to do all those platforms. So like streaming and I also want to make a, a Web3 component, too. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Nice. So what are you working on next? What are some projects that are coming up for you? Um. Yeah. So I actually have a couple of collaboration songs okay. working on next. Um. I do have another song after this that I collaborated with a um, EDM future bass producer that's also out and we're working on a second one which would be cool and then another collaboration track that's more um, on another producer's like he's like self-releasing an album and then I'm contributing vocals to one of his songs it's more um it's like feel good ambient ish okay <laughs> Um, and then yeah and then the EP and uh, I yeah I need to I want to finish that like this year <laughs> yeah yeah so. oh we're looking forward to it for sure thank yeah. you well where can everybody find your music it is on all streaming platforms Spotify Apple Music what about your social what's your uh, social handle yeah my social handle on mostly everything except for TikTok is at losa okay L-O-S-A-O-K-A-Y <laughs> Cool, well yeah, we're definitely really excited about the new music coming up and we're going to follow your journey for sure Thank you, you so let much us know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, thank you